in the immortal word DJ Khaled, another one as Alabama reels in another defensive lineman recruit. What does it mean for the 2023 class? It means good stuff. Let's talk about it. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. It's kind of sort of a busy football Monday morning. It has been, and uh, Alabama gets a commitment right off the bat at 9 o'clock Central on Monday from Jordan Renaud from Tyler, Texas. Rated the numbers 69 layer, I know, <laughs> on uh, 24-7. Nice. I don't know what he is on on three. What is he on on three, Jimmy? Do you know? Oh, off the top of my head, I don't, but I think a little bit higher than that. I think on three ranks, uh, Renaud a little higher than the other services. Uh, he's extremely highly valued. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, th- th- this is a highly ranked guy that's going to help things like the recruiting rankings. I-, I prefer to think of it more in terms of he's going to help the program win games <laughs> as opposed to helping recruiting rankings. Uh, he is a uniquely sized guy. We'll get into more of the details in just a moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find – I'm feverishly looking for him right now. There are a lot of Alabama dudes on this list, I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> but uh, they, they they might have him just a hair higher than that because I keep I keep flipping. Oh, by, by the time this uh, show airs, by the way, 2023's uh, updated their rankings. Uh, I believe that will be out around okay. 11 a.m. Uh, Central this morning or 10 a.m. Central, actually. So it might be out right now. So – that, that's going to shake things up too, and that's that's one of the reasons I didn't focus on the rankings this morning because I knew they were changing. Well, he is listed at number sixty-seven, and so you think he'll go up from that number? Uh, if anything, up. But that's kind of yeah. hard to say because it's not just about Jordan Renaud; it's about all the other kids ranked around him and yeah. and, and where uh, the on three uh, people uh, that do this uh, feel feel like. So I, I would imagine he's going up. If anything, his stock has risen. But uh, it could be that, you know, a lot of other kids have too. Um, so he is listed at 6'3 and a half, 245 pounds. Like I said, you guys have him the uh, number nine defensive tackle in the country. What's weird is I think 24-7 has the, the number seven, but they have him two spots lower nationally. Um, in the state, they have him at number 12. The number 12 player in Texas is usually uh, good for a top 75 player because Texas is yep. always loaded, as we know. You guys also have him on on three as an evaluation for $142,000 when it comes to NIL money. Uh, again, I don't really know how to, how you guys come up with that at all, but I find that quite interesting. It's not a number that's picked out of the air. I can tell you that the amount of effort that's put into that. Uh, and it's not a bunch of on three guys. It's not me, Clinton and bone sitting around uh, talking about money. <laughs> it's they use actual uh, NIL experts in the industry uh, they, uh, they, and it's an algorithm that, that's kind of put together. It has to do with social media and, and, and where you commit, you know, you can be a high profile guy, but if you commit to Wofford, your NIL number is going to be lower than if you commit to Ohio state. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, it's about that too. Uh, and your ranking and your position quarterbacks are higher than safeties, for instance, uh, but, but it, it's, it's put together with industry experts, not, on three recruiting guys. 
Yeah. Okay. I got you. So what do you think he, he brings to the table um, when it comes to Jordan or not? Then I'm going to ask you about another guy that I know is shooting up your rankings, another defensive lineman that is looking uh, – Looking good for Alabama, I would say, but let, let's stick with Jordan Renaud right now. What what do you think he brings to the table? Uh, plus athlete. Look, the thing with him is he's uniquely sized at two forty five. You're thinking, oh, he he's an edge guy. Well, he's projected to be a defensive lineman at Alabama. You know, we have three defensive linemen and four linebackers in our traditional base set. Um, you know, the 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 outside linebackers that we call Jack and Sam. They're, they're linebacker-type guys. Will Anderson and Dallas Turner play those positions right now. Well, he's not projected to be a Will Anderson or a Dallas Turner. He's projected to be a Byron Young or Justin Aboigby, you know, guys that play that position. Um, and, you know, those guys weigh 290 pounds and, uh, or, or more. So he has a lot of weight to gain, but it's, uh, it's assumed or thought that, that that's the direction his body's going to go. And they base that on any number of things. But what's exciting then about a 245-pound player like Renaud, who's an athletic playmaker like he is in high school, is the hope is that as he adds this uh, muscle weight and size and mass, that he retains the same level of athleticism. And then you really got something. We've signed guys similar to him before. This is not a comp. I'm not saying, hey, this guy's as good as. But let me tell you about his high school tape and his size in high school. I would say is really similar to Jonathan Allen. Then also from the fact that intangibles wise, he's also a bit like Allen. As we all know, Allen was the ultimate saving bot. I think Jordan Renaud is like Jonathan Allen, extremely driven. All he cares about is football. He's going to be a great fit in Alabama's program. He is a Nick Saban type player and uh, he's going to put in the work because uh, that's all he really cares to do. A lot like Jonathan Allen. So, my cop's not Jonathan Allen. I want to give more thought to that, but I'm just using it as an example of, because I'm sure some people out there are like, he's 245 pounds. He'll never be a defensive lineman. Jonathan Allen was, you know, and, and things worked out for him and still are. Uh, I, I think the projection is that Renaud, like Jonathan Allen, is going to uh, grow. I love how you said, all right, my comp is not Jonathan Allen. He's really not like Jonathan Allen. But here's some things I just want to say about Jonathan Allen because I love Jonathan Allen. <laughs> yeah, I may comp the next wide receiver that uh, commits to us, uh, maybe like Jalen Hale. I'm going to be comping him to Jonathan Allen too. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, I think it's Davin Hobbs, a oh, defensive lineman out of uh, North Carolina that yeah. um, Alabama – look, I've seen him as low as a three-star, but own three is about to make him a five-star and the number 23 player in the country. I know this because they've tweeted that much out as of this recording. Now, they haven't done all of the five-stars that they're going to do and, and released the whole new top 250 or whatever it is y'all do. But they did say he is a new five-star and number 23 in the country. I know Alabama is still looking at him very hard. Boy, if Alabama were to get him, all of a sudden, I don't know if people would say this, but maybe they would ask Peter Woods who? This is why on three is so good. And I mean, yeah, I work for them and you would think I would, but no, this is, I would say this if I wasn't working at on three, this is why they're so good at this because they're unlike traditionally, which is that, Hey, let's sort of track the, the, the big schools that are offering guys before we, we jump on a rating um, on three is not afraid to put their own opinion out there because there's such good people that work for on three and that, help with these rankings and and it's such a credibility thing that uh on three will be first on three will be like oh hey we're wave the flag and say uh watch this guy and 
and that's why I love this, particularly as it relates to Hobbs, because the very first time I heard that Alabama was involved with Hobbs, you know, I'd not heard of him. He's from North Carolina, and, and I see his offer list, which is good, but not incredible at the time. And then I watch the tape, and I'm like, holy moly. What, what? Are there really defensive linemen better than this guy? I mean, I was just blown away by his tape. Like, this guy is unbelievable. And obviously that opinion has been shared by, uh, you know, throughout the network. And, and, and now he's on three, will be the first to name him a five-star. And uh, I, I'm a hundred percent on board with it here. I, I, I don't know that there's many defensive linemen in the country. I would rather have, uh, there's other guys I like a lot and I'm not, I don't make any uh, excuses about him. I, mean, I think Peter Woods is an incredible prospect that's that's worthy of five stars myself uh but but Hobbs is a different athlete than Woods a little bit a little more athletic a little less mass but more athletic uh I love Hobbs and Alabama has a really good shot here sorry I I didn't have I wasn't muted I was trying feverishly to find the mute button. Well, I was muted. I was trying feverishly to find the mute button so I could unmute and then switch back. You sort of cut off your sentence there unexpectedly. I'm trying I did, to give I ran you the limelight. Yeah, I ran out of my words. I'm trying to give you the limelight like any good host would. Um, Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Upside now. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, Right in the area right below your stomach and above your knees. I'm telling you the, the upside is an incredible app and it's for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out with every purchase. I'm earning cash back. Thanks to upside. And this is true. This I'm telling you guys hundred percent truth here. I drive every morning from Birmingham to Ellick city to work right and back. I, so therefore I go through a lot of gas about every other day or every other other day, I stop at this same circle K that's in uh, Childersburg because they give me money back for upside. Not every gas station does it. So you always want to check the app and they usually do the best. Like they usually do like somewhere between six cents and sometimes like 15 cents or more per gallon back. And so when I keep going back and forth like this, you go, okay, six cents a gallon or what's the big deal. Well, if you do it several times a month, all of a sudden you look down you're like, Hey, I got a little bit of extra money in here. And then when you add it in with restaurants you go to or groceries you buy that also give you money back through Upside. I mean, it's just, it's a no brainer, man. You got to go to Upside and use this app. I'm telling you, it's so easy. You don't have to do anything. You literally download the app. It's totally free. And then you, uh, you can put in your credit card that you're going to use, but you don't pay through the app. You still pay through the grocery store or the, or the, or the pump or wherever you are. It knows that you've used it. You just have to check in. You hit, hey, I'm here at the gas station. Check in. Boom. You're done. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D. And get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business. Pay as usual with a credit or debit card. Again, you don't pay through the app. You pay through uh, the, the same business that you always do that you'd be doing anyway. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more with Upside than you can through them. And frankly, you still get the other stuff through the credit cards. I mean, that if you use like Amex, you're still going to get your Amex points and stuff like that. So it works out great. It's a lot of fun. Go to Upside. 
and uh, download the free upside app and use promo code lot to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more on your first cat. When your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code lot. All right, Jimmy. Um, <clears throat> that's good for recruiting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of struggling here about what to go to next. Cause, and I think I've just made my decision. What I really want to talk about, uh, I, I want to talk about some of the players that play late. We had some folks ask us, number one, they want to know about what we think about how the defensive line is playing so far this year, three games in. I had a couple of folks ask about Jamarian Miller. A couple of folks ask about um, Jalen Milrow, uh, the freshman offensive lineman who played Tyler. I'm, I'm blanking. I'm rattling off names. Tyler Booker. There you go, Tyler Booker. Um so, uh, and then there was somebody else that wanted me to ask, that's enough. But we're going to do that next segment because this segment, I have to, I, I have to, I have to talk about Alabama in the NFL yesterday. It was phenomenal. It was so much fun. My daughter's birthday party, my six-year-old was having her birthday party yesterday, and it was slammed with children. We had about 35 kids. We had all these Alice in Wonderland thing, people everywhere. Like my wife literally hired um, characters who are actors who do Alice in Wonderland stuff. And we had kids everywhere. And me and two of the dads could not leave my bedroom because um, we put it on the Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You had in your living room, Alice, you had a Mad Hatter in your living room? Was there a Mad Hatter? There was a Mad Hatter. There was a Cheshire Cat. There was the Queen of Hearts. And this was going on. And you watched NFL football instead. Yeah. I mean, it's not every day that there's a Mad Hatter in your living room. <laughs> well, I've had a Hatter and I've had a mad person. I just hadn't had a Mad Hatter. But anyway, um, so we're watching the Dolphins-Ravens game. By the way, my wife bought me like a Cheshire Cat shirt, just like the purple and pink stripes to wear. And one of my other friends was there with his kids and like exactly. about two hours into the party, he finally looked at another friend of ours. He didn't want to say anything to me. He said, man, Luke's wearing the ugliest shirt I've ever seen. And the guy goes, you know, that's like with the theme, right? And he goes, oh, like he didn't even get it. I'm like, would you, would you think that woman in the Queen of Hearts outfit looked like? <laughs> uh, but anyway. She must um, have just come from church. So we watched the, um, we watched the Dolphins-Ravens game. And, and Jimmy, I'm going to tell you, I, I tried, I didn't watch every snap, obviously, but when Tua threw that first interception on the first drive, I'm like, dang it, he was looking so good. Then he throws another, and that was sort of unlucky. But his second interception was a bad one. It just wasn't a good throw. It was a deep throw. It looked like he heaved it. But then, man, in the second half, he turned it on, especially in the fourth quarter. In the NFL, you don't see 21-point comebacks in the fourth quarter. You don't see 21-point comebacks, period. But you definitely don't see them when you're down three scores in the fourth quarter against a good team. I mean, it's not like they were playing the Colts. They were playing the Ravens. And the the QB duel between Lamar Jackson and Tua, and, and then Tua making I mean, um, Jalen Waddell and Tua's chemistry was unbelievable, along with Tyreek Hill's on my fantasy team. Tua's on my fantasy team, too. I just didn't play him because I have Patrick Mahomes. But, um, my God, Jimmy, it was – I got chills watching it. It was it was unreal to see this man have this coming out party. He has been getting eviscerated. Again, you know what he is, kind of? He's a, he's a less outwardly religious Tim Tebow, outspokenly religious Tim, less than Tim Tebow. And people just kill him all the time unnecessarily, like the way people killed Tim Tebow, um, because they were like, "Well, he's not as good. He's not. The, he's not all that." 
And I'm like, y'all got to give Tua a minute. He hadn't had an offensive line that's worth a dang. He's coming off a horrible injury, and um, he's been dealing with a coach that didn't like him. Well, now he's got a coach that likes him. He's got some weapons. Now his offensive line still needs some work. But dude went off, and I couldn't – I'm here for it. He did play really well, and and uh, I, I'm really almost angry at the way Tua's been treated in the NFL by the Dolphins and by Dolphins fans and by Dolphins front office. And I mean, he, he came into the league obviously needing what amounted to a red shirt. He needed that because of the hip. But no, no, they played him anyway. They didn't put a good team around him, but they played him before he was ready. His rookie. I mean, it's hard enough to play in that league as a rookie and then, then throw in a, 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 a potentially career-ending hip injury that he played through. And then year two, okay, now let's see what we got. He's got no backs. He's got no receivers. He's got no offensive line. But what, what he did have was the blame. The blame. He got the blame, even though he had no weapons around. This is the first season that he's had a coach that believes in him, a back, receivers. The offensive line is better. And well, he's good. Lo and behold, two is playing well. Imagine that, people. Isn't this shocking? I mean, it's it's unreal the lack of support he's gotten from Miami. I hope he wins a bunch of games and proves to be a top-tier NFL quarterback and then gets the heck out of there. That's what I hope. I, I want him and Waddle to stay together, and I want him to do it in Miami, and I think he'll be like one of these great redemption stories. I think it'll be awesome. And, of course, Danny Cannell, the world's biggest jackass, uh, somebody else tweeted about how Tua was looking. He's like, yeah, but all his throws were underthrown. Yeah, I, I mean, you can underthrow Tyreek Hill very easily and Jalen Waddle very easily. You know why? They're the fastest things on this planet. So when you throw it as far as you can, you'll still underthrow him. And guess what? He's If if he's underthrowing for 469 and and five, I mean, six touchdowns, wasn't it six touchdowns? I hope, we under, hope we underthrow that much against Arkansas. Yeah, I, I will be an underthrowing fool. You just let me just underthrow that much. Damian Harris scored a touchdown again yesterday. Mac Jones threw it for another touchdown. Mika Fitzpatrick had another pick. Jalen Armour Davis, though he gave up, he got toasted by um, Tyreek Hill. And I think he was actually a defender on Waddle's game winner. He did, he, he did not yeah. play badly. He didn't play yeah. badly. Well, he's um, out there. He's out yeah. there. He wasn't a first-round pick, but he's out there. So, he's playing. He's playing with the but, first team with the Ravens. It's we can't do a whole report on Alabama and NFL anymore because there's too many of them. I mean, I was trying to read the article on AL.com about, you know, okay, here's how Alabama players did the NFL. And I'm like, I we can't even just I can't even read the whole article. It's too long. I need the cliffs notes for how we did. Yeah, I watch they a just, little NFL red zone. I watch a little NFL red zone and literally for a while, for for a streak, it just jumped from one Alabama player highlight to another. Yeah. Like one after another, it was, let's go to this game where an Alabama guy did something. Let's go to this game where an Alabama guy did something. Let's go to this game. An Alabama guy just did something. I mean, it, it was amazing. Uh, Amari Cooper had 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, Julio Jones was all over the TV. He didn't even play. Uh, who uh, Trevon Diggs had a uh, good game. Diggs he was guarding well. Jamar Chase a lot of time. I watched that game, and he only gave up like two Eddie catches Jackson when Chase was on play. him. Yeah. Eddie Jackson made a big play for the Bears. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it was a great day again for Alabama and the pros. Well, look, if you want to look like a pro, I've got a place for you to go. And that's Alumni Hall. And you you want to go there. You want to check out their stuff when it comes to Alabama. Look, the best thing to do 
is to Google Alumni Hall Bama and all the back, like their whole Bama site will come up and they've got all this cool gear. Uh, I saw a dude, I, I actually downloaded a picture for this shirt just to show you. A dude came to my party yesterday wearing this shirt and I was like, that is a awesome shirt. I love it. And uh, he, he actually told me he got it at Alumni Hall. I mean, he he didn't even know I had a podcast. I, had no, I should tell the people at Alumni Hall he got it because of me, but he didn't. He already knew how good things were. Um, and that is a Cutter and Buck shirt so that you know it's high quality stuff. Go to Alumni Hall. I'm telling you, you're going to love their stuff. And they got so much Bama stuff. And it's a cool time to be like, what I love is all these new shirt companies and hat companies. They're experimenting with, you know, new ways to put. It's not just a white shirt with a script A or a red shirt with a script A. It's like they got some funky stuff out there, man. And you want to look cool. And so go to Alumni Hall. Google Alumni Hall, Alabama. You'll be able to find anything you want Alabama stuff. Put, put, how'd you hear about us? Put Locked on Bama. We'd appreciate that. Uh, go to Alumni Hall. Check them out. You will absolutely love their stuff. They sent Jimmy and me shirts, and we love them. They're great mm -hmm. Americans is the way we look at them. All right, Jimmy, um, let's do talk about those other players that got in a lot late. Tyler Booker is one that a lot of people brought up. He probably played the most and the earliest of, of the ones I've mentioned. And um, I, this is a guy you and I were really high on in recruiting because uh, – He's a guy that he's got an aggressiveness about him and that you want a nastiness. And, you know, Saban said something last week about how this bunch, or he didn't actually say it about this bunch. He said, I remember, you know, I've had teams where they were so competitive that they were almost like too competitive, but he's like that, that nastiness. He was referring to that. And it makes me think about the time Ronnie Harrison, and I want to say it was Reuben Foster almost got into it on the sidelines against USC um, that's the kind, and you can say, oh, that's bad chemistry uh, when they're fighting on the sidelines. Not in that case. They were mad because they were like, I don't want to give up a yard. Like they hated giving up a yard. And so that's what we need. And this team needs to find that that competitive edge, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, particularly, in, and Saban was talking about that in the context of the road games. We haven't played great on the road. Uh, I believe he also said, hey, so, you know, those guys, those hateful competitors that we used to have, they weren't just mad at the other team. They were mad at the 100,000 fans of the other team. They, I mean, they, they would just show up in a, a really bad mood, uh, hating everybody and everything and, and playing super physical. And uh, he knows that's what we're going to need to do. Hey, this road schedule looks tougher every day at Arkansas, at Tennessee, at Ole Miss, at LSU. They all won this weekend. Uh, two of them are in the top. Well, Arkansas is in the top 10, Tennessee's in the top 15, Ole Miss is in the top 20, LSU just beat a good Mississippi State team by two touchdowns and defensively looked really good. Uh, we got all those road games to go, and uh, hey, that's brutal. It, it ain't, it ain't going to be easy, and I, I think even though we got Vandy this weekend and Saban doesn't look ahead, uh, I don't think he can't help but just start laying some seeds for for what kind of uh, uh, what, 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 what kind of uh, determination it's going to make, what kind of development we need, what what type of attitude we're going to need to get through those four road games. You know, that uh, you're right. I Saban did say he he was mad at the 100,000 fans. You're right. It made me think about that old Rodney Dangerfield joke where he said, uh, you know, boy, that football team that I used to play for was tough. After they sacked the quarterback, they went after his family. <laughs> Get no respect. That's my that's my Rodney Dangerfield impression. Uh, you do, so your your Orgeron is like so my Orgeron's better. Oh I, I, I can't do words around right now. My sinuses are acting up too bad. That, that should weak. be the perfect time, but it's actually opposite. Um, 
So, all right, Jamarion Miller, this is a guy that ran the ball late in the ball game, but he ended up with 51 yards. I mean, he, he looked strong. He looked like the kind of running – he looked like those older school running backs, like uh, a TJ Yeldon, like fight for yardage, a uh, a Mark Ingram fight for yardage guy, where some of our other guys are more elusive. He looks like, hey, I just assume run you over if that's okay with you. <laughs> I love Miller. Been bragging on him since the spring, all spring and all summer. What I said about him was great player. He's going to be great. I even went so far as to say 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this running back room and say that Miller was the most talented guy. I wasn't sure he'd be uh, proving that this quickly, but uh, it creates a thing. I mean, you know, good thing we have the greatest head coach of all time in terms of how to handle this. I mean, where maybe, maybe your fifth string running back might be the best one in the room. I mean, how are you going to handle that? You know, it, it's it's not – and, and here's, here's another thing. It's not like Gibbs hasn't been good. Gibbs, I would argue to this point, has been our most dynamic player with the ball in his hands. Uh, Jace McClellan. Uh, him of the 81-yard touchdown against Texas. How are you going to get him less carries? And Roy Dell Williams, to this point, has been our best short yardage back. I'm not, I don't know that he is better than Miller, but, you know, Roy Dell, I thought when he came in the game Saturday, I'm like, you know, we've been missing some toughness. Those, those first two guys don't really give us like Roy Dell does. And then, whoa, here comes Miller and Sanders, to me, looks healthier than, than yeah. he has been. So, we got a pretty good situation at running back. I posted this morning. I'm not sure what to make of it myself, and I'm not even sure what I'm trying to say. But if you rank who's our best skill players right now, it's top heavy with running backs. I mean, it's all it's all running backs in the top five, and uh, and then the receivers. So how are we going to incorporate those running backs more into the game plan? Because they really are our best players. Here's the other thing, um, and it, we should have given a shout-out to Roy Dell yesterday. He ran like a dude who was pissed off he didn't get that fourth and inches against Texas. That's the way – when I saw him running, that's what I thought. Now, again, for the hundredth time, we're so much better in Lyman Row at, at every single phase and every position that you don't want to read a ton into it. But it doesn't matter. When you've got three or four 250-pound guys on top of you and you're carrying them into the end zone, which Roy Dell did – that's impressive. I don't care if those guys are dead weight. That's impressive. So, um, yeah, I, I, Roy Dale needs a shout-out. Trey Sanders needs a shout-out for getting that score because this is a dude that, man, yet yeah, boy, you just don't know where his career is going to end up at this point. I hope it's at Alabama. I hope he still does well. Um, I want him to stay in Tuscaloosa. There's no doubt about it. But it, he's just had so many – bouts with bad luck. Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Man, I'm fired up. I can do another podcast right now. Just talking about all the two of stuff just got me off. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm glad you don't want to continue this the podcast in said bathroom. All right, buddy, that's going to do it till tomorrow. Roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.